Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Talos Takes. Uh, today, I am excited to be joined for the first time by Dave Lewis. Uh, Dave works for Cisco Secure as a uh, special CISO advisor, basically plays the, the same role as uh, Wendy Nather, who's been on the show before. Thanks for coming on, Dave, and taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So uh, real quick, since this is your first time on, can you just give a quick overview of uh, what your role is exactly as a global advisory CISO? Sure. Well, I work for Wendy Nather, and I'm very happy about that. <laughs> our group is, the whole idea of our group is basically to change the way people think about security overall and, and to see Cisco as being, you know, one of the world's biggest security companies, which is, you know, getting people to understand that we have the breadth and depth to have conversations. And by virtue of the fact we have a team of folks that used to be CISOs and, you know, we're feeling better now. Um, we have the ability to speak to CISOs and understand the pain points they are going through uh, from budgeting to management to audits and all the points in between, because, you know, we've lived that ourselves. So it's really an interesting role in that we have these conversations through virtual roundtables or speaking to audiences. You know, in the before times, pre-pandemic, we used to travel extensively around the world giving talks at various conferences about uh, zero trust, you know, continuous trusted access and all sorts of security related discussions. So the reason why I have you on this week is because Thursday, we're recording this on Tuesday, and then Thursday is going to be uh, World Password Day, which we could sit here and debate the merits of having a World Password Day. Uh, <laughs> and it's generally when people, you know, give the same reminders about making your passwords safe, making them hard to guess, throwing them in a safe place, et cetera, et cetera. But I thought that this was kind of an interesting time to talk to you about the idea of going passwordless which is something that uh, Cisco Secure and Duo are putting a big emphasis on this year. So what does it mean exactly to go passwordless? Well, the thing of a password is, and I'll get right into it, is I've always seen this as a control that has really outlived its useful life. The idea here being that, you know, you have a key to get into your house. But say, for example, if you go to work and you know that your kids are going to be home early, you can leave the key in the mailbox or under the doormat, something to that effect. That doesn't mean the people that will be coming through the front door are your kids because, you know, threat actors are going to look at it and say, oh, wait, I'm going to look into these places and possibly there might be a key there. Now, when we're looking at doing, you know, password lists, we look at things like multi-factor authentication, biometrics, uh, security keys, all the rest of it as ways to remove the possibility or at least limit the possibility that an attacker can then leverage and get into the organization. Now, when we're talking about password lists, that really does lump in all these different types of things where we are basically removing the human interaction that we used to have of, you know, statically entering a password. Because the attackers will take you know, the opportunity to send phishing emails, things to that effect, to try and capture passwords. Or conversely, they would try to compromise websites and then take the usernames and passwords that they got from those particular sites or databases and then replay them in, against other sites, seeing what more access they could gain. 
So passwordless is a way of making it more streamlined to the user because, you know, by and large, the vast majority of users and organizations around the world are not necessarily technically savvy and far less likely to be uh, security savvy. So we have to be able to enable them by, you know, giving them tools that essentially democratize security. Yeah. So like you mentioned, the, the idea here is to eliminate that uh, user interaction, which means that there's less room for human error. So what exactly is kind of happening in the background, though, to make sure that that act of logging in and authenticating is still secure and that the user who is implementing this passwordless program can be confident in their network still staying safe? Right. So that is a perfectly good question. The idea here is it's using public key cryptography in order to facilitate the conversations between the users and applications, uh, you know, with the user part removed. Then this is built very heavily on a combination of things like WebAuthn and CTAP, which is client to authenticator protocol. Like WebAuthn is an open standard that was published just over two years ago now. And this really is about making it far more uh, easy for this sort of authentication to be done transparent to the user. So they'll authenticate once, and then when they try to get into the other applications, this is done on their behalf. Um, and this way you limit the user interaction. Also, you remove the ability for the attacker to capture a password. And that is usually the bread and butter for so many of these data breaches that we see is that when the attackers get these static credentials, they can then replay them. This is not a cap this is not a capability when you're using um, passwordless. And I'm sure that you know a lot of people when they first hear about this, they're going to be skeptical because uh, you know I know myself included. Like ever since I started using the internet, when I was in middle school, I was like used to using a username and password for everything. So how do you think we can kind of overcome? that potential hurdle of it, of people just being like, well, this is how I use the internet. I type in a username and password to log into everything. How do you think we can kind of overcome that? Honestly, that's a culture shift. And culture shift is never easy. And getting people to do things that they have done since 1962 differently is going to be a really interesting conversation to have. And I think it's something that we can accomplish. And we can do that in stages. We're going from passwords to using password vaults, or uh, password managers, rather, from password managers to using multi-factor authentication, from multi-factor authentication through to biometrics, through the password list. It's a journey that we're going to get people to step through. And I think that this is going to demonstrate as benefits to the user when they are able to use it. I know there was a time where I thought passwords were an excellent security control. And over years and you know the graying of my beard, I've realized that we have to do things in a better fashion. And multi-factor authentication is a great example of that, where you're able to authenticate who the user is, you're able to know who it who that person is and where they're coming from, as opposed to a static password, which I could be sitting at a Tim Hortons in Toronto, Canada, and accessing your systems in your particular country, wherever you happen to be but only by virtue of the fact that I found your username and password on a sticky note somewhere. Yeah, so I think that's all really helpful. Is there anything else that I missed on this topic or anything else that you, you want to add or, or plug as it specifically relates to anything that Cisco Secure or Duo is doing? Well, the thing of it is, and people have to really understand this, is Cisco is one of the biggest security companies in the world. And we really are a one-stop shop for anything security related. And understanding that we are there as a trusted partner is really a key piece of the puzzle. Because when we talk about things like passwordless, yes, that is something that is going to take time for us to get to. But this is something that's absolutely achievable. And getting people to understand that the, sh the shift away from static passwords is actually a good thing. It will, it will take time. 
But this is something that is absolutely achievable because once people start using the technology, uh, be it passwordless, be it multi-factor authentication, what have you, they're able to actually see hands-on that, wait a second, this is good. You know, my 75-year-old mother uses Duo for, to access her accounts. So she's looking at it going, yeah, this is actually simple to use. Uh, where are there, where, whereas rather there are tools out there that are written by engineers for engineers, which, you know, some examples I've shown my uh, mother in the past and she look at it and go, there's no way in this world I would ever use that. Whereas something like Duo is something that she could easily understand and relate to. So if we can take the time to democratize security, make it easy for people to use it so that we're enabling them to do their th their work safely and securely, this is a natural iteration where people are going to go through and realize, wait a second, this is actually making my life easier. You know, change is hard. You know, we have opposable thumbs, but we still are very limited when it comes to making changes. And I'm a perfect example of that. I, I've always had a hard time with change in the past. And as I've grown and I've gotten older, I've realized that this is actually a good thing. So iterating through and making things better. And passwordless is definitely a place where we can get to where we have a better security for the organization, fundamentally reducing costs to the organization by not having to do password resets all the time and you know, reducing risk overall. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on, Dave. It was uh, really nice to meet you and, and chat with you for the first time. And hopefully we can have you on for something else in the future. It was a pleasure to be here, John, and I'm more than happy to come back again. Thanks for having me.